Blog Talk Radio. get on this show for a half an hour before it started block talk radio wasn't working but we're back it's january 11 january 1 1 2017 and i want to ask you a question have you ever heard of megan mccardle megan mccardle i'll tell you who she is she's a journalist who writes for the atlantic magazine and you know what she says she says that there's a lot of jobs in healthcare available that these factory workers who are out in the rust belt in the United States, they lost their jobs because everything has moved to China or it's been automated. They could go work in healthcare, but there's a problem, right? Jobs in healthcare, she says, are better suited to women than men. I didn't say that. She did, okay? She specifically names the job of caregiver, caregiver. Now, Megan McArdle admits that there's a blank slate, a blank slate theory of gender roles that says that any gender-related preference, follow me on this, for certain kinds of activities is driven by sexist socialization, not your innate ability, right? Your parents and your culture teach you what you're supposed to like it's not born into you but she says that's not true and to support her claim that men and women have some innate preferences that are different she refers to studies that show that male rhesus monkeys like the same toys as little boys and these are wheel toys wheel toys versus plush toys they don't like the plush toys okay and she also notes that every parent who doesn't like guns and doesn't give their little boy a gun the kid starts using his hand as a gun and the daughters if they don't give them dolls they'll use anything like an ear of corn as a doll they pretend it's a doll so megan mccardle says this doesn't mean that all men are bad at nurturing but it means fewer men that women than women will be good at the emotionally taxing job of providing intimate care for sick and needy people. She also notes that while there's plenty of jobs in healthcare that require training, more training than a personal care uh, assistant, the ability to sit in a classroom and absorb material from a textbook is also a trait that is unevenly, excuse me, it's, I'm almost done. It's unevenly distributed across the gender. So you know what? She doesn't think there's much hope for these former factory workers, and she tells you that those are the people who voted for Donald Trump, okay? Now, I want to hear a shout from one of those people. Jerry, Jerry, what show is this? This is the Recruiting Animal Show! I was so choked up after that intro that I, I my, my, my breathing and spacing was all wrong. Okay, Sorry well, about that. I ran out of air. Oh, my gosh. Men, those men are who voted for Trump are not going to get jobs because the jobs are coming that are not good for those men. Okay? You know, you were talking about, uh, you know, the toys and stuff. Can I say something? Go ahead. Today, hold on. There's a rule. Today we're talking one at a time. Okay? Go ahead. Oh, I like that. Is it my turn? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's start with me. Yeah. <laughs> So, Christmas time, uh, big family gathering over here, and this is about this is about the toys and the stuff. We didn't see many pictures this year, Jerry. 
Well, I'm trying to go a little less uh, paparazzi around here, a little more private. My <laughs> life is my life this year. Not oh. Get, get so one of, the, one of the get children, uh, a three-year-old, uh, the toy was something that might be associated with keeping a home clean, carpets, stuff like that. It was yeah. a little plastic, little plastic yeah. sweeper. Well, uh-huh. the box, there was no pink on it. There was no blue on it. It was a bunch of weird colors. And the picture of the child pushing this little sweeper, the child uh-huh. was neither a boy nor a girl, wasn't wearing pants or a skirt or anything. It was like this sexually ambiguous, racially ambiguous persona of a child, but it was a real person. It was very weird. They have stripped any sense of boy, girl, Is there girl, a point to this story? Pink. Is yes! there a point to this story? It's exactly what you were talking about. Wasn't it? Maureen, we're living in a vanilla world. We're living Somebody in a vanilla world. Somebody else wanted to say something. Someone else wanted to say I something. Did. Before. It's, it's Kathy. Oh, Kathy. I Kathy Manis. Kathy Manis, why don't you use your real name? It's all now it's always all Kathy Suzanne Anderson. What's wrong with Kathy Manis? You never say go ahead. I never used Manis. I'm proud of Kathy Manis, but Go go I ahead. Just get name. your point out. I'm sorry to go off I, on a tangent. I recruited in healthcare for years and years and years and there are so many jobs that are not required that where they don't require you to be a nurturer. For example, you know, housekeeping, patient transportation, things like that. So these workers could easily slide into those jobs. Okay. I personally believe that women are more nurturing than men on average, not on total. She and I but that's yes I do. Not all the time, trust me. Okay. But anyway, I want to thank Jerry for that. How about show. early in the morning? I want to, yeah, like I already told last year, said last week, 7 o'clock in the morning, Maureen is arguing with me, okay, giving me ultimatums, okay, and I want to thank our sponsor, Martin Snyder and PC Recruiter, I'll tell you more about them later on, I have a couple of announcements to start off with, number one, to get rid of that music, that's uh, the preamble, okay, number one, I have never been in a hotel room in Moscow, okay, if anybody wants to come and get me, you're not going to get me I don't know. Jerry, do you believe that? Well, I'd like to go. I, I, can't, I can't believe the crap that people are coming up with now. Okay, I'm just, I, I this whole thing there, is blowing my I mind. Don't do I don't do those things that he's accused of doing either, and I won't say what they were. Number Who two. Does? I want to give a shout-out to a listener to the show. At least she used to listen. Her name is Stephanie David. I was trying to find the guest email the other day because he'd gone totally incommunicado on me. Couldn't reach him on Twitter. Couldn't reach him on Facebook. I couldn't find that, I couldn't find that email. And that, you, know, you go do that. Stephanie found it very quickly. She went to his Google Plus page. So that's a lesson to all of us, and at least to me. Okay, and and third, I just want to say, because of Maureen, I started praying that the blog talk radio would be repaired before the there show started because I couldn't get on, and all of a sudden, boom, it was fixed. Okay, and the power of so prayer. If you have a job order that you're having problems with, let us know. We'll pray for you. Okay, the guest today is a guy named Chris Shaw. His Twitter address is C S H A W four. He claims he's been recruiting for 20 years. Chris Shaw, are you there? I am here. Okay. Good morning from California. California, here we come. Okay, so you say that you've placed over 1,000 people in your career. Is that true? Well, it's uh, a bit of cheating. Uh, (laughs) But if if doing the math, like my first 10 years were in agency recruiting – uh, for the first of those three were de- were during that internet bubble, 97 to 2000. Uh, yeah, you know what? Is that an calculating? answer? I, I, how, how about yes? Yeah, hold on. Okay. I don't, I'm, I'm getting to the answer. So, yes, the answer is yes, but I also managed a team of 15 people that hired yeah, 450 over work. 18 months. They did the work. You're claiming their work for yourself. You were involved exactly. in it. Don't put it on a resume like that, okay? He also, so this is what he did. He started uh, as a, a sales rep for a staffing agency. Then he had his own recruiting firm for eight years. And then 
he dumped his own business because he claims he wanted to go and get his masters of recruiting by going inside at Google. What was Bullshit. so great? What was so great about going to Google? What did you learn there? Well, I, first of all, I had to reboot myself completely because uh, Google had their own way of doing things. So it was, it was certainly more of a high-volume approach, uh, a lot more emailing than I was used to. I, I was used to calling people and, and <laughs> dialing for dollars. Uh, it, but there was a lot of research that they did. I learned how to find people on uh, patents, like patent databases and conference lists and some other things that I hadn't been doing. That's it. That's the masters. Uh, well, I, I, you know, yeah, well, how long is the show? I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. I'll ask as we go. Just let me ask an obvious question then. What's the difference between because you stayed in corporate recruiting? I've noticed. What's the difference between corporate recruiters and agency recruiters? I, I think that agency recruiters. Uh, I, I think agency recruiters have to be twice as good as the the in-house recruiters. Oh, screw uh, you. It, <laughs> I do. I mean, and the reason, the, the reason mm-hmm. being uh, is that, I mean, just doing the agency side for so long, uh, I mean, you have to compete with all of the internal referrals. You have to compete with candidates that are internal and that they're not paying a fee for. Um, you have to come with the goods if you're an agency recruiter every, every day of the week. Um, and, and in the end, you could do all the work and not get paid. You, you could... You could easily source several great people. You could be a tie, and the tie goes to the runner in, in the in-house recruiter. That's true. There was a guy on Jerry's Facebook group uh, uh, today who said that he uh, what, seven what Facebook group? Recruiters. Well, I'm, who, I'm, I'm coming into this a little bit late. <laughs> recruiters, well, recruiters who actually make placements. And there was a guy oh, who – there you. was seven requirements for this job, and his candidate had six, and, and not the hiring manager – some other senior manager in the company nixed that that candidate because of that, of that one thing, uh, and, I, and so that's exactly what happened. I don't know if it was uh, a weakness on the part of the recruiter who didn't address everything. Okay, so you didn't learn anything great at Google, it sounds like to me. But here's something else you said that surprised me: a deep dive interview. You're talking. You said when you were interviewed for your current job as director of talent, you learned. Listen to this, everybody. He learned a lot about himself in the interview <laughs> because they focused on culture questions. He calls that a deep dive interview. What did you learn about yourself and what questions, you know, work so well? I want to know. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so the reason I said that is that the interview literally goes back to a time that I haven't thought about in, in a long time. In, in other words, it starts with asking so what, what kind of person were you in, in high school? And who did you hang out with? What were your best friends like? Um, and what would those best friends have said about you? Um, and it sort of walks through your entire life, through who you were in high school, to college, to your first job. And the power of the question that makes the interview really work is, is the implied reference. And uh, this is a Jordan Burton concept where essentially – you ask, well, what would, what would your manager at XYZ company say about you? What, what would they say your strengths are? What would they say you could have done better? And if I called them up right now, uh, what are the exact words they would use? Um, so I think it's a more, it ends up being a more honest interview as a result, and it also takes yeah. you back to a place that you might not have yeah. thought of. I'd say, hey, I came here for a job interview, not to see a psychiatrist, okay? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really? seriously, are we going to talk about the, the fact that you were you were the guy selling the selling the good bud in high school, and now they just want to know if you are you're the hookup yeah, now for the cultural fit? Good. That's good if you're a recruiter, very entrepreneurial, right? Well, I don't it's know. You're talking about <laughs> it's a company illegal animal, not in California. Okay. Um, it was then. Was okay. past tense, but you All are right. talking okay. about a company where he's doing it's fifty people, okay. so I, I a bet, cultural fit is good. So, let me ask. Hold on. Let me ask him a question. Chris, do you do that? I bet you don't do that kind of interview yourself now on anybody. It must take an uh, hours. Actually, it does yeah. Um, so we do. We still do that. Use that interview. It, it's on the on-site panel. 
I think I think that when you someone mentioned it uh, on the call here that uh, when you have a smaller company, the, the culture fit is really important. Um, and so yeah, it, it is important to get to know somebody. I, I think we also learn a lot about like how to best manage this person uh, in that interview process. Um, so yeah. I, I think it's uh, valuable. Just, just, hold on. Let me just ask: Does anybody want to think that's a great idea? This interview that he's talking about. So, Tell me about yourself in high school. I was going to question. Like Animal, have you opened up? Mike yeah, Stringer. Really. Everybody's open yeah. now. I just opened a few more lines. Okay, Animal, can I ask? Can I say something really quick? Kathy I had Manning. to do this type. Of, I had to do this type of sourcing where, in I was, I had to find out the background of candidates from grammar school to present. And I, I had ultimately quit the job because I felt like it was just um, going into someone's personal life that I didn't need to because the questions were so personal that I had to find out. So what I kind of job really were you recruiting for? Point. What kind of job? What kind of job were you recruiting for? It was I forget you know what it was actually it was an executive for this weird Caregiver. kind of pet no it was a tech company. And um, it was when I was with Shelly, actually, and I forget exactly what the company was, but it, it was just the questions were absurd. I mean, they were okay. like. Okay. He's got, he's got some. I agree with that. On a, from a sourcing perspective, I agree with that. What? I, I, would, I would never tell somebody to, to source and have to pre-interview every single candidate. That would take way too much time. This conversation is meant to happen between the person's future manager, uh, and I think it really just does a great job of jump-starting that relationship. Did they tell you what they liked about you from that? Yeah, well, one of, one of the tests of that interview is how open you end up being, right? I mean, if you're able to be yourself and be genuine and answer the questions honestly, um, I think that's part of the test. Okay, okay. Okay, did, was Mike Astringer trying to say something there? I'll give him a chance as long as he follows the rules. <laughs> do we have to say that every time? Yes. Yeah, I do. You know I do. No, I we don't. No, we don't. Jerry, you shouldn't cross me on him. Okay, now you also say, okay, well, you only like passive candidates. You've got a sourcing strategy. You're not interested in people who are looking for jobs. You only want passive candidates. We hear people saying all the time that's a ridiculous dichotomy. There's no difference between someone who's a, a, you know got a job and someone who doesn't. Want to comment on that, Chris? And add some snap to your answer, yeah. okay? Yeah, and that's a bit of an oversimplification. Uh, I mean, no, it is. <laughs> I, I'm not against... a bunch of your interviews. Don't tell me I'm oversimplifying. You well, oversimplify. I, I will tell you. <laughs> I, of course, there are some people that we would consider that are applicants, but I would say 90% of the people that in this current role that I'm working on, we would hire our passive. All right. The reason, okay, and the reason being is that the people that work here have literally won international science fairs. They've uh, created companies that were sold to Google, and uh, those products are in use today and have started other products. Um, the talent bar at this company is higher than any, e- 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 at least equal to Google. Um, so, oh, so, yeah, it's extremely challenging. Uh-huh. And so, so that's not so your rule the, in every company. You're not only interested in passives, just in this special environment. Is that what you're saying now? That, okay, that, Alan Floor, did exactly you want to say something? Alan Floor, I, I, are you I trying just, to? I just think, I just think that's a that's that's a very narrow-minded situation. I mean, how do you? Everybody's everybody is a candidate. We're just discussing terms now, and if and, in the position he's looking for, it just might be so specialized. And in demand that he's got to do that. So That's what, what he's, he's telling no no. So what he's telling me so what he's telling me is, hey, if I get an email from Mike Kellerman, who happens to be a fit for this, and says, Hey, my name's Mike and I might be really good for this, that Chris is gonna sit there and say, No, I'm not interested because you approached me. <laughs> hey, you go ahead and do no. that all day and then I'll take your I'll take everything else off your table for you. Okay, well, let me move on to another question. One of his favorite sourcing techniques is what he calls a sourcing jam. He gets all his current employees together. They have margaritas and chips or something like that, you know, and then he tries to squeeze them for 
not the people they know who's looking, not just anybody. He wants for the best people who he can't imagine he could actually recruit. They're just so stellar in, in, in some celestial realm in terms of their industry. Those are the people he wants to hire. Am I right about that, Chris? Yes or no? Mostly right. I'll give you 80% yeah, you, right on that one. How do you get those guys? How do you people? Because you're saying that, you know, you tell these uh, guys to brainstorm people that they can't imagine you could actually recruit, and those are the people you do recruit. How do you get them? That's a good question, isn't it? Yeah, great question. Um, so you know, GitHub is one of the top sources we used on those source jams. trying to do Who's doing that? <laughs> whispering. <laughs> Someone's whispering and it's not me. Marie. What? <laughs> it was Marie. About, answer. Just answer. Ignore them. I got a, I got an audience yeah. dying here. I, clearly. Um, so, yeah. So, w- the last source jam we did here, we were looking for DevOps engineers. We went through projects. We looked at uh, people that had created tools on GitHub. Um, and then when you reach out to them, you obviously mention those tools. And maybe I'll use an email alias from one of my DevOps engineers or one of my engineering managers that says, hey, I looked at your product here or or your open source project. It looks awesome. Can we talk about that? And start off informally with that conversation and then slowly reel in from there. Hold on a second. That's just sort of a standard procedure. I thought we were talking about people who were so good that, you know, I can't remember that guy who used to be the chief, uh, the CEO of Reddit. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he said recruiters, you know, never get past a level of, uh, let's say, out of the top ten, they'll get the seven, eight, nine, uh, and ten, but they won't get anywhere near number one, the, the very top level. You're, you're just talking about regular guys you see on GitHub, and you send them a standard email. You're not doing anything special. That's what it sounds like to me. Is, am I, is, that, well, is that what you're saying? You don't have I, to I don't, take them out to dinner. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to buy them gifts. You don't have to do anything, right? It, it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's being pretty straightforward. It, it's, it's actually mentioning something that they did, uh, perhaps flattering them a little bit so they'll actually read it. Um, it. Really, the whole goal of your initial reach out is just to get that person on the phone. And if you okay, can get them on the phone, so then you, you can got, recruit them. Okay, so now we can go to your email. You're one of these guys who thinks that if you don't customize your email, uh, you're not going to uh, have a chance to differentiate yourself. So you go looking for people's Twitter accounts and their blogs, and you hope to find yep. something special that you can put in the subject line. Am I right about that? How much time do you, you spend right about doing that? that? How much time do you spend doing uh, that for each person? I try to do that in, in two to five minutes. Um, ideally at the, the two minutes. Well, give us yeah. an example. Well, so recently I uh, – well, not recently. This is about a year ago. saw somebody had posted about how much they loved Flaming Hot Cheetos on their Twitter account. Um, so obviously in my subject line I had to make reference to the Flaming Hot Cheetos. And, yeah, I got a response. Um, another time – I pulled what was one line out of. Uh, you? Hey, what was the response? Stay away, recruit scum. I mean, like, what was it? Go to hell. <laughs> no, it, it was probably uh, you know it was more one of those uh, LOL uh, responses, um, and it doesn't always work. But you get the response at least, and you'll say, hey, at least thanks for doing your homework. Yeah. Yeah. What is it, Mike? May I speak? Yeah, go ahead. Though. We can't barely hear you. Why, why do you think this guy's wrong for putting two or three minutes in to learn a little bit about his candidate before I, I don't he makes believe a it reach only out? Takes three minutes. I don't believe it only takes three minutes. He's, he's looking at their blogs. He's looking at their Twitter. He wants to find something catchy. I couldn't do it in two minutes unless it hits me in the face. I, have I to, think I in have America we can read pretty quickly. Yeah, you're better than me, okay? <laughs> then maybe that's it. Okay, but this is what he says. He's got a structure for email. He said the subject line has to have something catchy like flaming hot Cheetos in it. I, can't, I would never send out any. That's a really bad example. But, but Animal, I, I, I commend him for that because the idea is you gotta, they've got to open it. And if it's one boring-ass 
yep. t- subject line that ever that they get a million times a day. They're not going to open it. I can't imagine yeah. anyone opening email from me that said flaming hot Cheetos. I'll Jerry, give you. I'll give wrong? you. No. It's different. Jerry, he's gone. What? He's I'm here. <laughs> Let me ask Jerry, would you send out an email with the subject line, a recruiting email, first contact that said flaming hot Cheetos? Mm, with maybe. something else? With something maybe. else in the line? I mean, yeah. I'd need to know what, it, what the context yeah. of it, but I might. Okay. Man, you got to come up with a reason for these people to open your stinking yeah. email because they're getting 50 yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not exactly. answering your call unless you're Maureen. That's- then everybody has yes. to call. Absolutely. <laughs> but if you're not Cheeto. Maureen, I'd rather I'd rather talk to Maureen. Got a very nice voice than answer an email that said flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> if if you knew something about flaming hot Cheetos, if it rang a bell with you, but if it yeah, didn't, yeah. then then it'd okay. just be stupid. Okay, so this That's guy right. says. So obviously, it means something to the guy. Yeah, okay. Just an email bowling ball or golden shower. I mean, it could be anything. <laughs> there we go. With whoever's getting the email, they're like, oh, my God, I better open this. Happy ending. Sorry your father died. Sorry your father died. I wrote the, a memorial to his dad. You, know, you see what I did there, Animal? Uh-huh. No. You see what I did there? No. Oh, oh, yeah, nice. I did. Sorry, yeah. you referred back to John yeah, Trump yeah. and his yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Turned me off. I don't like that stuff. I didn't mention it for a reason. Okay. Now, <laughs> so he says you've got to have a, a cute little subject line. Then you've got a template about five sentences only in your email. The first line doesn't. It's it's left open for customization. Then the rest is about. Uh, he'll tell us. But w- so what goes in the first line after you've got flaming hot Cheetos? What what was the rest of that email? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So the the first line has to be exact, like something that is usually some flattery about a project that they might have worked on, or or just acknowledging that they have uh, um, that they've done something great in their career. Maybe they have a video blog on uh, on their uh, LinkedIn profile. Um, maybe they've created a tool for somebody. Um, something special about their work and just acknowledging it right off the bat. Uh, people love to read about themselves. They love to get flattered a little bit. Um, you know what? I've got to tell you, you know something. That, you haven't been reading yeah. the, the, Twitter, the tweets that I've been posting on my Facebook group at recruitertricks, uh, recruitingtricks.com. You haven't been reading those. People, they, they, software developers, they hate the, the ones that I've been reading. They hate this stuff. You think you're going to manipulate me with a, a cute little line? That's they don't like it, but okay, your guys like it. The top of the top, okay. So, so some and of what it, goes- and and sorry, I mean also like if I'm using an alias from one of my engineers here, and yeah. it's coming from an engineer, it's it's a little bit different than from a recruiter. Okay, how do you get your engineer to let you do that? Um, I ask them. They trust me. Okay. Fortunately, what if, um, I don't what know why. What if you invite your, one of your engineers to one of these sourcing jams, and he says, no, I'm not interested? Would you, would you fire him? <laughs> uh, first of all, that wouldn't be my decision. Uh, second of all, it's my job to convince them. Everything we do in recruiting is, is, is sales, right? I mean, I'm not doing selling... your job, Chris. I'm not doing your job. You're getting paid to You're recruit not... people. I'm getting rate paid to develop software. Don't exploit me, okay, for a, a few chips and a drink. So, so hopefully this person is working with you in, in the same company that you are. And you could say, what I would say to them is, look, I mean, one or two great engineers here, yeah, that might affect the trajectory of the company. If we hire 10 or 20 great engineers, um, that will definitely affect the trajectory of this company, and we will all do better as a result. You said if, if you hire one great person, it's going to affect the trajectory of your company it a might. little. If we hire 20 great people, it's going to affect the trajectory of the uh, company a lot. That's, that his, sounds like one of his standard lines. Okay, after you flatter the person, you got the cute subject line. What goes into the rest of the email? And i got to tell you something. So far, I haven't seen any reason for you to have quit your own business to go to Google to learn this, okay? Go ahead. 
Um, so the, the last bit is, is trying to grab them. The, the last bit is trying to map something that they've done to something we're doing and really just to say, look, I don't want to overcomplicate this, but let's, gra let's grab coffee, let's talk, let's get on the phone. The whole point of the email is to get that person on the phone with you. So don't beat around the bush. It's more just about here's, here's, I, I see something that you've done that's great. We're also doing some great stuff. Here's how those things connect. Okay, I'm going to do an ad, then I'm going to open up uh, to anyone else who wants to say something. Okay, everybody, today for my first ad, I'm going to read something that someone wrote on my Facebook group, RecruitingTricks.com. Here's what he said. I, I won't use his name because I didn't ask permission. But trust me, it's for real. He said, we use PC Recruiter and love it. I have demoed a ton of systems, and they have the most robust set of features. They meaning PC recruiters, not those other ones that he's demoing. PC recruiter has the most robust set of features. Other products do one or two things better. But overall, I think PC recruiter has the most features. We do multiple industries and four different types of searches. And PC Recruiter is very versatile. Okay, you see what he says there? He says the same thing that Martin Snyder says. Other companies make good recruiting software, but PC Recruiter is the most versatile. They don't care if you're doing executive search or staffing or direct hiring. They make software that is good for you. And you know why? Because if you're a recruiter... PC Recruiter loves you. PC Recruiter loves everybody. So check them out, please. Do they, make, do they have a calendar? What? No. <laughs> PC Recruiter. PC do they Recruiter. make a calendar? PCRecruiter.net. Just let me know. No, you know, like, like Snap-on tools. <laughs> you ever been to an auto shop, a mechanic shop? What are you talking about? I'm talking about advertisements, those, those something tangible. Those hang on the wall yeah. by the black phone that you call into those. and the break room. We're brainstorming ideas here for free. This <laughs> is all know, free. What are you talking about? Animal doesn't you even know, know what a calendar is. You know, when you want to find mechanics and you call into receptionist and you ask for, for the break client. room. For your break room by the coffee pot. Oh, yep, okay. it's February now. Better flip the calendar. Where oh. the guys are hanging out because oh. they're looking at the oh. calendar with the, you know, the the pictures yeah. of the calendar girls. You know, that yeah. calendar. Okay. Just, but more like, re instead it would be like good-looking resumes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Or Jerry, Jerry, based on what you said before, Developer. those gender-neutral. Uh, Gen gender-neutral, <laughs> uh, racially ambiguous resume, of course. <laughs> Your monthly MPC. Yeah, uh, just an idea, man. Oh, I would use it. God, they've taken Mark, the money. There, you Jerry's see how my him. mind works, Maureen. If somebody could just <laughs> yeah. cash in on this, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've tried we for years are, and it's Jerry, not happening. We are. I need, I need somebody that knows what to do with this kind of a brain. Now, now this guy, Chris Shaw, <laughs> like he's there was people writing on on you know on Facebook with they said he's the greatest thing since sliced bread and you know blah 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 <laughs> and you know uh, <laughs> anybody want to ask a question? Anyone? Okay, Kathy Manis. Uh, he already told you the secret about email, recruiting emails. What's the show about? He already told you. Um, I don't know what else. Is this uh, a test? Deep dive interview. Yeah, she's asking me if she's getting nothing out of the show. Okay, no, you've I'm got not. two takeaways already, okay? <laughs> I, I, I don't. What are, what are we talking about other than recruiting 101? I don't get it. Well, you know what? That's the whole point. I thought maybe, you know, you go to Google, you learn uh, recruiting PhDs, but there only is recruiting 101. That's the, that's the truth. There only is that recruiting. That is the truth. Mm. I think yeah, you're right. Let's go back to that. Yep. Here's the question. That's all we needed to hear today. This guy, this guy, over. Years. This guy spent against. years selling uh, for an agency. Tell us how we can get business as third-party recruiters. Chris Shaw, the floor is open. The question is, how do you as agencies get business? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, but uh, be before we start, I have a burning question from Steve Levy. He wants <laughs> to know if you found a good pizza in the Bay Area to feed 
hung resourcers and recruiters. Oh my gosh! Well, uh, I found one uh, in the in Berkeley called Zachary's, the Chicago Deep Dish. I can now survive. Okay. 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 Well, you know what's Maureen, it called, Zachary? The guy pouring the Steve deep wants to know. What can I say? I got to answer to Steve. Pull it up, Maureen, please. I got to answer to Papa Steve. You know that. Michael, Let's call in himself if he's got a question. Please answer my question. He's working. About he called. Camp. He called me to ask. He's he working. He's working. He would call in. He would call he in, but that. he can't. Hey, you know what? Why does it take five minutes to get a question out? Come on, answer because the question. Because you interrupt. Chris, Chris talk right over. Put this to bed question. if you hadn't interrupted. Over oh my gosh! All right. All right. Sorry. <laughs> it's called Zachary. Well, it, Zach, yes, it's Zachary's. It's in Berkeley on college. Um, all right. So how do you get business as an agency these days? I, I mean, when I was doing it, this was dark ages, but I was always dialing for dollars. Um, you got to know your market. You, you ha- I had to learn the whole Bay Area and Silicon Valley because I was just a Wisconsin boy coming out here and knew nothing about this. Um, but in order to set yourself apart, like you, if you're if you're dialing these days, you gotta have something within 30 to 60 seconds, just like your mm-hmm. first subject line or your first sentence of your email that that grabs them. That oh, I know something about your company. I read your press release. I maybe you know their org chart. Um, but I was I'm old school. I mean, I, I'd be dialing. I'd try bottom up, uh, top down, middle, everything. Um, so. Uh, in the end, like I, I like I like what a lot of recruiters do these days is that they'll say, um, "Hey, I saw a rec that you've got on your site. I've got a great candidate," um, and they usually will market that to multiple people inside even Meteor, um, and sometimes that gets attention. So, uh, if they're marketing to a number of people inside the same company, who will they hit? For instance, your company's Meteor. Who do they call if they're calling a number of people in the same company? Uh, usually the founders. They're hitting the founders, uh, people that have emails that they can find on Git, uh, GitHub, uh, but usually hiring managers and, and founders. And it does work because they'll ping me and say, hey, what do you think about this person? Okay. So, you know, what about uh, you, you said you would get on the phone if you were selling, but now you told us your approach to candidates, you use email as your point of first contact. Am I right? Yeah, unfortunately, it's uh, well. I, I mean, I do get some phone information. Like I, when I used to use Connectifier, uh, they had some phone numbers in there. I don't have any qualms about calling somebody up out of the blue. Um, it's it's in my DNA from the first days of being an agency recruiter. Um, uh-huh. But honestly, it's people are more and more put off by it, um, and uh, <laughs> I, the the bottom line, what I try to spend email. The purpose of my emails these days is to do anything I can to get that person on the phone with me. Okay. So, and what about uh, some people say they don't like being emailed at work? And I noticed you said before that you prefer to get a uh, a personal email address. That's making it too hard. That's ridiculous, don't you think? Well, there's tools out there. I mean, I mean, now that I'm in house, I, I can I can use Connectifier. I can use AV. I can use paired sourcing and have them do the research for me so I can scale a little bit better. How um, easy is so, it to get a personal email? How easy is it to get a personal email? Pretty easy. Like you can go on somebody's, somebody's Twitter account. You can use that. You can plug that into Gmail. You can use Reportive to verify it. I mean, oh, it's, it's not Spokio. that hard. Spokio will give it Spokio? to you. Yeah. Yeah. Personal There's email. a lot of tools out there. Does anybody agree with him that it's really easy to get personal emails? Yep. Yes. It should be. Who, who disagrees? Where have you been, dude? 100%. You know what? I have a LinkedIn recruiter light account. They give you 30 emails a month. I don't think I use five. I search for emails, and I find people's emails. I love that guy. Could, You're so I right. I couldn't find this guy's, this guy's business email. He doesn't have it anywhere. He's got Ooh. it on his G+. It's Chris Shaw. He's got it on his G+. Whoever yeah, but are you a sorcerer? <laughs> Animal, are you a sorcerer? No, but I should I be able to find an email, okay? Okay. You know what? Donald Trump built a northern wall into Canada, keeping you away from that information. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You mentioned that you used Connectifier. Is it Chris at Meteor.com? 
It is it is my last name actually. But good guess. Shock, well, no, it wasn't a guess. That was what Email Hunter suggested. Now yeah, I'm going to see. I used, I used now I'm going to do a profit suggest. Hold on, Hunter. man. Okay. Profit. Hey, I just did a quick trial here. Yeah, I got. Email the, Hunter yeah. says Chris at Meteor. That's wrong. Yeah, I profit. know, but they're wrong. They're hey, wrong, okay. Shut up. <laughs> Dang, dude, let him finish. <laughs> profit shows Shaw at Meteor.com. That's correct. Boom. So, what's that tell us? Email hunter sucks. Profit's the way to go. Ah, God, animal. Sometimes seconds. you get so edgy. <sighs> Snappy. I apologize. I apologize. Gary, okay. I, talking about finding people's emails. What's that? Yeah, okay, you know what, Kathy what? Manis? It was, it was his business address Jerry came up with, not his personal now, Jerry, go look for his personal address. He would not want, want it. to take I don't need yeah. it. What do you want this? <laughs> Animal, you Philip Marks, Philip Marks okay. has some questions. Kathy Manis, I mean, are you seeing them? Kathy Manis, before you go for your yoga, find his personal. But let me move on. Animal, 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 animal. Are you still pretending that people get pissed when they get an email at their work address? Obviously, Chris Shaw thinks so. That's why he's looking for their personal address. No, that's you. That's not it. really what he was saying. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we all get emails at our work email address. Nobody's policing it unless there's porn in it. Okay. Chris, where do you live? I'm where just telling you, you, man. Where, where, where are you? What reality are you in? You know what? You take a look on my Facebook page, and I've got tons of rec- people there saying, I don't like these recruiters emailing me at work. How dare they? Right. Okay? Everybody Who cares? Who cares? You know, but the thing is, you scour the entire planet, all forms of social to media, them. to come two or, two or three examples of people that get pissed. Chris, do you live in, in Oakland? Where do you live? Yeah, he's, he's yeah Oakland. Oakland's right. Yeah. Okay, I already got where he lives, animal. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. So, What's his email address? Don't don't. Let me put that on the, the show, if possible. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Listen, it's Shaw at gotl dot com. No. That's what one of them is. What's his? That's an old, 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 old ancient email from 1998. Let me move on. Let me move on. Let me Alan Flores is trying to be heard. Alan Flores is trying to be heard. Who? Alan Flores. Actually, I'm Alan sorry, Fleur. guys. Can I just back up for one second? I found yeah. your email address, and it's I'm not going to say the first part of it, but it's four at yahoo.com, correct? It's Gmail. Uh, you're getting, yeah, <laughs> the, the latter. Yep, you're right. Thank you. you. You got it. Okay. What did you use, Mike? Mm-hmm. What did he win? Mike, what did he win? win? I no usually won, should have found it. What did you you thank you for not announcing it. <laughs> How did you I didn't do see it? the first part of it. How did only you do it? only 12 of us on the call anyway. Well, what would happen no, 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 if people heard you. your... your I'm just wondering, and I'm not giving it out because I don't have it. Well, what happened if people got your personal email address? Nothing. Who cares oh, about I, it? I just prefer not uh, a ton of spam. I mean, uh, you know, it's all what? right. No worries. Chris Shaw, anyone, anyone worthwhile is hung up already with all of us arguing with each other, right. okay? Uh, Alan oh, Flores no, no. is trying to be heard. Let him say something let... already. He's got a big well, mouth. Well, is he open? Is ah. he open? Let me see. Everybody's open. Everybody's open. Okay? He's probably not even on the line anymore. Alan Fleur, speak up. Don't give me a hard time. Okay, let me, okay, let me move on. Okay? Uh, this is objection. a thankless job, Jerry. I have one job. Remember? Well, special. You are correct. Special. You, you are not doing it. Maureen, you're not doing your job. It's watching you quit an extra job, and you never do it, okay? Yeah, we're going to have to let you go, Maureen. Dealer. Did you can bring I a get, box with you can today? I, can I get back to the show? Can I get back to the show? Oh, see me in my office, Jerry, after the show. Quiet, quiet, quiet. Guess quiet. what's going to be I in this box later, Maureen? The first time I call in in six months, 
I contributed significantly to the show. Okay. Okay. Chris Shaw. Chris Shaw. Still here. Chris Shaw. You say that your team at Twitter, your sourcing team, you had 15 people in sourcing at Twitter, and they were very good at sending out emails, but they weren't comfortable picking up the phone. Why not? Yeah, so when I walked in there, the the team was two, all right? And (laughs) the team was two when I first got there. There was a lot of emails. Um, By the end of that first year, everybody was comfortable. Everybody was on the phone. We practiced it. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, a lot of that they, team came out of Google and did emails at scale. Why weren't they Sorry? comfortable on the phone? Listen to me. Read my lips. Why weren't they comfortable on the phone? I have a theory about that, but I, I think it's largely generational. Um, and I think a lot of those people did not come out of the agency world. They did not learn how to dial for dollars. And uh, they, they, email is a very easy crutch to, to rely on. It's an easy way to recruit. Um, You have to practice being on the phone to get comfortable. Okay. Uh But you also said that they had problems handling objections, so you made them role play with each other on a regular basis, uh, dealing with the standard objections that they got all the time. Is that true? I I don't want to say that they had trouble with it. I want to say that we wanted to get better at it. Let's put it that way. Oh, Jesus, you wanted to, talking it at both sides of your mouth, you wanted to improve their objections. And what were those standard objections that you had to deal with? <laughs> ah, nice one. Um, so, yeah, we, had, we actually made a list of about 15. Uh, some of them were, like, relocating. Uh, some of them were that this company is uh, too big. I want to join an earlier stage startup. Um, I mean... I'm trying to recall something from like four years okay, ago. Okay, well, but, let's take um, the one with relocating. How did you handle that objection? So Twitter had uh, plenty of money back then, and we were willing to relocate people. Some teams were willing to allow people to have partial work from home. Uh, we also had shuttles and, and other things like that that we could talk about uh, that were Wi-Fi enabled and that the managers were flexible to them starting their day once they sat down on the on the shuttle, stuff like that. Man, Talk about catering to a lot of these thankless punks. <laughs> Your work day starts yeah, I mean, when your ass is on the bus, uh, honey. Good luck. What about you know, here's your the line. Area is, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just surprised that we don't have to deliver candidates and limos these days. I mean, it, it's, okay. you're right. What about the other one you told us a second ago, the one uh, where they said they want to get to an earlier stage startup? And what did you do? Well, how did you talk to them about that? Yeah, I mean, this is what all big companies do, but we, we talk about uh, the, the projects that an individual team is working on. We'll say, it's like a startup within a bigger company. You're still going to make big impact. Here's what you'll get to do. Um, and, and so we'd usually say, you know what, you should really just talk to our hiring manager because I think what you'll find that we're working on is really exciting, and you're going to get to touch millions of people with the work that you do versus, say, going to a startup that's much earlier stage. Okay. And did you, uh, so one of the questions I like to ask is, do you actually try to persuade someone to take a job when they're reluctant to do so? Obviously, obviously you try to persuade them to to talk to a hiring manager to to take a look at a job, but once you've actually Mm -hmm. had them take a look at a job, uh, they've gone through, I don't know, two or three interviews, whatever your standard process was, and you say, look, I got an offer for you, and they say, Chris, you know, I just don't think this is for me. Are you going to let them go, or are you going to handle these objections? Oh, hell no. Yeah, I will never let them go. Uh, What do you do? do I'll I'll let them – well, so I – basically I look at it as my job is to give them information. And job one, this is sales 101. Uh, I'm I'm going to get flamed for this, but you have to understand what they're (laughs) – sales 101, understand what the objections are, and then deal with them, right? So – if their objection is one of the things we just talked about, I will set up a call so they can do that. If they're worried about, say, the, the market cap of the business, I want to get them on the phone with somebody from our board of directors. Um, I'll, I'll usually say, look, I mean, I'm just a, a dumb recruiter here, but let me get you on the phone with somebody that really knows this stuff, and let's talk about it. 
What if it's a money issue that you you, you come in too low? Um, well, that's also my job as the recruiter to make sure that we're making market rate offers. And now that I'm in a startup, I have to be able to talk about equity in such a way that it has some value to them. If I can't do that, I'm probably going to lose most of the nego- most of those uh, uh, negotiations. Okay, so you're the guy um, who argues with them about salary. I'm the person that is. I, I position myself as more of their advocate here, and I'll I'll say, look, let's talk about your your where you've been, what is your expectation, what are your other offers. I need this information in order to go to bat for you here. Uh huh. No, but what if they, you know, they, they agree with you they need 150000 or whatever, and they're going in. After they hear about the job and, you know, they know that you like them, they say, I want two hundred. Okay, what do you do? Um, well, A, I'll try to move them down and I'll try to move us up. B, I will try to talk about the equity story and how that could be worth Way more than say uh, this fifty k a year. Okay, okay, I'll no, talk okay, about how we do. Okay. I got to do an ad. Look, I got to okay. do an ad. Okay. Hey, everybody. Right. You know, I guess feel sorry. I want to apologize to my audience. There's so much shouting just to get to you know a question to my guest and let him answer me before we move on to the next person. I apologize to you and I apologize to my sponsor for losing the audience like that. Okay, but I'm gonna give you your ads. Don't worry about that. Okay? And now... <laughs> sounds like an animal pity party to me. Yeah, uh, I, let me talk. Let me talk or I will mute you guys, okay? So now a word from our sponsor, PC Recruiter. Everyone is always claiming that text and social media are the hot new forms of communication, but you've just heard our guest, Chris Shaw, Say that he uses email, and that's because email is king. It's still king. Don't think that Snapchat is the primary tool for approaching people, okay? And PC Recruiter handles email the way you want it handled. It works with your mobile phone accounts, and it always shows your connected, your sent, and your received email for every candidate and hiring authority. And if you want to see how PC Recruiter works, just go to YouTube and put in Two Minute Tuesday. They've got these two-minute videos, and you can see it without getting bored about all the different features of the product. And also, don't forget, their website is pcrecruiter.net, and I want you to tell them that the recruiting animal sent you, okay? Don't forget that part. Thank you. Okay, now, Chris, there's not much time left. What what have I not asked you so far that you think that you, Chris Shaw, with all your fantastic experience in sales, in agency recruiting, in corporate recruiting, as the director of talent, are there things recruiters don't know that you think they should and that you're the man to tell them? Uh, I don't know if I'm that person. I I think recruiting is pretty simple. I think that this show today showed that. <laughs> it's not rocket science. It's a lot of hard work. I just want to say, Kathy Manis, Kathy Manis got to you. Did she hurt you when she said, well, this is recruiting 101. He's nothing <laughs> special. It hurt you. And you're coming back and saying, okay, I never said it was special. It's just, okay. But what makes, you know, so is, can anybody do it? You say you're looking, when you hire somebody, you want to know they're hard workers. How can you tell if someone's a hard worker from in an interview? Well, yeah, so I, I alluded to it earlier with the implied reference. That's definitely something that I use if I don't know the person. Um, but... There's a reason, so one thing that Google did study that was useful to me is that the, they, they examined the most um, productive sources of hire. So, so they, they looked at everything. It, obviously, it's referrals, right? Why is that? Referrals are the, the best source of hires because somebody has worked with that person. They've seen them work. They've seen how hard they work or how hard they didn't work. Um, and so there's nothing that beats a referral for uh, for being able to assess whether someone's a hard worker. Um, if you're trying to recruit an agency person, ask them about their numbers. I mean, that comes c- pretty clear. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is very difficult to assess, but you can do it. You go to any Unless they're just trying to get that referral fee. <laughs> do you go to any uh, conference? True. That's a good like, point. 
You go to any conferences? Um, I've gone to a couple of the Lever uh, events. Um, I haven't been to a conference in a while. I'd love to go to SourceCon. It's been been too long. Yeah, but Lever lets you in for free because you do webinars for them, right? Okay. Uh, uh, true. <laughs> okay. 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 Company purpose. I keep reading, you know, these recruiting media, they tell you that recruit Twitter is a fantastic tool for recruiting uh, and all kinds of stuff that's not true. Uh, they, they also have articles that they say the purpose of a company, uh, their mission is a, a big draw for people. Your company, the way you describe it, they make Lego, Lego building blocks for uh, larger forms of you know, software projects, something like that. That's not a charitable yeah. project. You're not making things for people in the third world. Uh, do you believe that the company mission is what attracts people? I mean, it's definitely part of it. Well, sometimes it's the money. But, I, look, I can still make the case that we, are, we have a charitable mission. If we're able to speed up the quality and software development by even 1% globally, I mean, that means you get your self-driving car a year faster or the cure for cancer five years you faster. Know, that's that's charity. A global yeah. impact. I, I wouldn't make that argument to anybody, okay? What about closers? Well, it is a global impact. Should I change my company mission? What is it? Help the owner take off more time than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> That doesn't have quite the zing, does it? Yeah. That maybe solving can- curing cancer does. I'm yeah. going to think about it. That's my takeaway for the day. How about Change this one, company Jerry? mission. Change it to help, help, help a family in rural Indiana. Mm. Now you're talking. Yeah. yeah. Can, a mission go beyond, can a mission go beyond community? Can a mission be to, to Hold on a second. Mike can you answer this question? What did you use to find his personal email? Do you want to tell us yes or no? He said Lucia. 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 I didn't hear him oh, say Lucia. it. Okay. And so Amazon, thank you. Amazon has closers, Chris Shaw. They've got recruiters who come in and close the deal. They persuade someone to take a job when they're resistant. Do you think that's a good idea to have people who are closers? Uh, no, because it's, it seems a little bit obvious. To me, as a candidate, it just it feels like, oh, okay, here, here comes here, – here's somebody that I haven't spoken to during the hiring process at all, and uh, now, now I have to suddenly speak to some ne- uh, key negotiator. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe it works for them. Obviously, they're doing it. They would stop if it wasn't. But uh-huh. as a candidate, how does that make you feel, that you're being closed? Well, that you're, you're talking to the dad. Care. You're talking to the dad. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the kids uh, were, were handling you at the beginning or the mom, and now, now, now we're getting serious. Dad comes mm-hmm. in, and he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's forceful. He's got a personality that has authority, and, and you're going to gravitas, and you're going to listen mm-hmm. to him. Anyway, do you leave voicemail? Do you use voicemail, or is it completely outdated? I, I never use voicemail. Yeah, I, I would Why rather not? send somebody a text message saying, hey, I just tried calling you. Uh, why not? Because... Well, good question. I, I, I don't, I don't listen to my voicemails. That's why not. Okay. And everybody's okay. like you. Yeah, right. I, I don't know. Do, you're, you're probably right. Not everybody's like me. You're, I give you how, that. When friends how, leave me a voicemail, I don't listen to it. I, I see on my phone. Oh, Jeff called. Okay. Call him back, and I call him back. Did, friend, did you listen back. to the voicemail? I'm like, no. I'm just calling you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, a about, lot of people are. It's uh-huh. called real world you, animal. How can third-party recruiters get referrals? We don't have cert- sourcing jams. You were a third-party you get, recruiter. Well, you guys already know the answer to this. You, you, I mean, after you've gotten somebody a job, you're talking to them about who else, who else they know that's good. Um, the, the moment that you've helped somebody else is the moment that they're most likely to help you. What if you um, call somebody the other is You cold call somebody. Don't, don't use that. You cold call somebody, you don't know him from Adam, he says he's not interested, you have to switch into referral mode. Yes or no? Yep. And what yep. do you say? What do you say? What do you say, and what, what are the chances of actually getting something out of the person? Well, first of all, I, first of all I've done my homework when I've called that person, right? So I, I, they, will have, they will note that in my conversation. So if you have like, that you've told as a basis that you of You know credit- they like flaming hot Cheetos. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. 
Well, I mean, no, but I mean, something else that's probably a little bit more meaningful that and show that you understand their market, that you place people that are similar to them in other companies. Uh, you have to build your credibility before anybody will give you anything. Tell us how, how do you do that? I don't like general statements. I like you to tell me, how do you sure. tell somebody that? Listen, I want to tell you about me. I got a lot of experience in this. I placed Joe Blow over at that company and Betty Ann over at this company. Is that what you do? I mean, how do you, how do you establish your credibility with someone you've never spoken to before? Well, it, it, you have to be right. You're right. You have to be specific. Um, I, I know I'm giving you general answers, but there's different there's salespeople out there, there's marketing people, there's engineers. Each of them have a public profile somewhere, um, and you have to pull something from that. Hopefully they have a blog post or something that you've no, read no, you're dodging and you can the actually question. refer to. The last question, don't leave on a uh, note like this, you don't answer me, okay? <laughs> you said, look, I, try, I got the person on the line, I try to establish credibility right away, tell them I know what they're doing, I know the field, I've placed lots of people here. Well, how do you do it? Do you make a speech to say, hold on a second, Billy. I want to tell you something before, you know, I ask you this question. And then you, you know, spend 60 seconds telling them how great you are. And is that what you do? So, Billy, the, one, the, the reason why I called you is that I noticed that you built uh, Ember.js. And I, I, from what I've heard and what I've seen, I mean, people are really impressed with it. Um, I so I'm looking for people like you that have done some really impressive stuff, that have contributed to open source projects, that actually have uh, forked off of your code. Um, so who do you think would be willing to talk? Who, this is horrible. <laughs> um, who, who else do you think I should, where should I start? What other projects should I look at? Um, maybe not be specific, but ask them about other projects that are similar to theirs. Let me give you an easier um, question. Totally Hold on. Lona, I want to leave on a high note. Let me give you an easier question. If you had to hire one of your parents to be a recruiter, which one would it be? Oh, that, that's easy. That's my, my dad was in uh, technical sales. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Chris Shaw. Waiters, everybody. Chris Shaw. Bye, Jerry. Okay. Good time. Wonderful Thanks, Mike, for having me. Yeah, okay, hold on. I haven't said, said goodbye yet, okay? Uh, I've been very nice to have you. I want to thank Jerry. I want to thank Maureen. I want to thank Michael G. Cox. Special thank you to Mike K. Stringer for coming up with that and telling us yeah. how he did it. I appreciate that. Nice Kathy Manis, thank you, you for hurting my guest, okay? Mm -hmm. Thank you yeah. for putting a, a stake through his heart, okay? This has gone off the notes already, and I have, I have to deal with the damage. Thank you. And most of all, Chris Shaw, I thank you for coming on. I got lots of questions. You should come on another time, okay? Great guest. I would love to. Thanks for having me. Okay. Chris Shaw, thank you! I have to say, no banning on this show. Nobody's that bad. Uh, and you know, here's, what? The, deal. I here's the deal. The dude is full of negative energy, and I'm just saying, I simply don't. My the after show is not about negativity. It's not you know about. Gary, Gary if yeah. you open your eyes, you'd see he talks to you just like you talk to me. It's constantly animal is an idiot. Everything he says is nonsense. I no, used to like the no, show, no. but now it's nothing. Yeah. I don't kick you off. Hey. I don't kick you off the show, and hey, you're, you're not going to kick him off, okay? Hey, I just don't need it. If if he man, is man, ready man, to man. say that he's done with it, then I, I embrace his participation. <laughs>